0: are telling on ourselves to better ourselves. We do not represent or are we affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous. We're simply here to share our experience, strength, and hope to get us through another day. And through that, hopefully we might be able to help someone else. Hi, I'm Bree.
1: Hi, I'm Lynn. Hi, I'm Vicki. And we're
0: telling on ourselves.
1: Ooh. So Lynn has our first thought wrong today. Yes, I do. We
0: always talk about how we are learning to use our tools to modify, change our behavior for the better so that we can live a more peaceful, happy, and joyous and free life. And I had a big epiphany light bulb moment the other day at the grocery store. So I was shopping, doing my thing, and I noticed that I was going through the bread aisle, which I generally don't do because I have to avoid it completely. I can't even have it at my house. And for whatever reason, I was going through that aisle and I saw bagels and my roommate eats bagels like it's her job. And I'm very jealous. And that's the only reason I say it is because I'm jealous because I can't and I love bagels. So I'm like, oh, she doesn't have any bagels. I should get them for her. And then I stopped and I went, wait a minute. She didn't ask me to get her bagels. It's not my job to get her bagels. I need to keep moving. And what I realized that my big light bulb was, that was another facet of my codependency that I was not before able to recognize. So what would've happened if I bought the bagels, I would've brought them home. I would've said, hey, I got you bagels. She would've said, hey, thanks. And in my mind, I would've thought, well, she didn't really appreciate that. Why did I even bother? I didn't get the accolades that I would be expecting for thinking of someone without them prompting it, which defeats the whole purpose of doing a selfless thing. So, that was my first thought wrong.
1: And your first thought right, all in one. That's right. (laughs) Woo-woo! Woo-woo!
0: So, today our topic is going to be, Vicki's going to, she's kind of perusing through. So, just to kind of give you an update on this, we generally go to a meeting on Sunday mornings before we tape this podcast. So, it's kind of cool because it plants a lot of seeds for us to kind of talk about topics And today, the topic from the book that we read was about success. And when I got here today, I told them, I'm like, I think this would be fantastic because there's so many different good, meaty things that we can kind of delve into. So if Vicki wouldn't mind kind of reading the heading of that, because she has the book in her hand and I don't remember exactly.
1: Well, it says, it is a peaceful thing to be one succeeding, Gertrude Stein. Success is at hand. While we read these words, we are experiencing it. At this very instant, our commitment to recovery is a sign of success, and we feel peace each time we let go of our struggle, turning to another for help, for direction. Because we strive only for perfection, we recognize nothing less. We block our awareness of the ordinary successes that are ours again and again, Thus, the serenity the program promised us eludes us, but we are are succeeding. Every day we are abstinent, we succeed.
0: So yeah, when when I was talking, uh, sharing during the meeting and listening to other people's shares, we tend to define our successes. First of all, what I noticed prevalent this morning was success is defined by our careers or our jobs. And then number two would be your kids, your marriage, your extended family. Perhaps church would be considered successful, I guess.
1: Spirituality, as yeah, a spirituality.
0: Whole. But but really, the number one always is your career. So that's what that's what we equate to success. And whether we are hitting the markers that we have pre ordained in our mind to be what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, and that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Basically,
2: it is a bunch of bullshit.
0: But that's how I was programmed, Lynn. <laughs> My programming room's deep. <laughs> and the beauty of this reading today and, and people's shares was that, yeah, that is part of the equation. It's being successful at your career and how you define success. Is it making money? Is it being happy? Is it helping people? All these different things. But you know what else is successful? Telling yourself that you need to get out of bed that day and be as good as you can be. Because people suffer from crippling depression and anxiety and to get out of bed is too much.
2: Yeah. And when I think of this, the small successes or small victories, Vicki, you are very good at recognizing when a thought, even like a thought is a victory or a small action is a victory. Mm-hmm. Like I hear you constantly in meetings sharing and then saying, and you know what, that's a victory. Or someone else will share something and you go, and hey, guess what, that's a victory. You're very good at recognizing those, yeah. those you know, small thoughts or Uh, personal changes that constitute victory in our lives. But, I mean, I'm definitely one who oftentimes does fall back into, like, okay, my success is my career, uh, my relationship with my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. how much money I make. Yeah, and, I mean, you guys have heard me talk about that, I'm sure, plenty of times in meetings, feeling like if I don't have a purpose in life or if I don't know what my clearly defined purpose is, I feel purposeless. Like, that to me is not success.
1: Oh it's hard right like success is defined as like our egos want us to be successful but also our the the financial constraints of life mm-hmm. are part of why like i think business and measurables and getting paid and getting promotions and all that stuff it you know it is very the vernacular around success is very much tied to all of that and to be able to take a step back, because all of us that are in recovery are successful at conquering, for that day, a fatal disease, mm-hmm. right? We ha- are keeping it at bay while we're in recovery. And that is a success that no, no one can measure and define. Well, you can. My, my therapist always used to tell me, Vicki, if you go to bed and you didn't have a drink that day, you're 100% successful that day. You are 100% a success. And that stuck with me, and that sticks with me to this day because that is the most important success that we need to have, and that's easy to put in that perspective. What's not easy is to put a different lens around the success, the material, Mm -hmm. the financial, the work, the, like, ego pats on the back, the success of doing a good job at, you know, whatever I do, like, oh, you did a good job with that reading. Like, why do we tell each other they did a good job with the reading? Of course you do a good job with the reading. You're reading. You're getting up there. You're showing up. So I've been thinking about that one lately, before this even came up.
2: Yeah, well, I would, That's funny you say that because everyone, when I was chairing the Saturday meeting, everyone afterwards, everyone, would go, you're doing a great job. I'm like, I'm reading a script, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, okay, but you're showing up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. There's a success, showing up for 12 weeks straight at ED And getting <laughs> speakers. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, that was, yeah. I, was, I was proud of that, too. I, like, had all my speakers lined up before the, the mm-hmm. 12-week commitment even started because that's what I was so most nervous about was someone wasn't going to show up for me. You
0: know? Sure, you're killing it. Yeah, trying <laughs> to. Yeah. Another interesting thing one of the ladies shared this morning is I feel it's easier to be successful when I'm in the comfort and safety of the program. What's not easy is to feel successful, not be successful, but feel successful out in the world, because we're being measured by completely different standards. A lot of people maybe are not in the healthiest state of mind, and for us to constantly be able to and be aware of referring back to the tools that we are learning so that we can get through our daily life out in the big, bad, scary world <laughs> and still feel successful. You know, that's that's like a whole new dynamic that gets thrown into that ball of wax. It comes with a little bit later in recovery. Vicki's looking very pensive about that.
1: No, I had a thought, and it went away, <laughs> and I'm trying to, like, reel it back in. It's part of this, like, middle-age thing that, like, you have a thought, and then it just disappears. It disappears in a thin air. Yeah,
0: when I think about my success too, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was just gonna say it's not a middle aged thing. I
1: think it's like
0: a pot smoking. Thing. Alco- yeah. <laughs> it's a brain killing. Yeah, it's just like I say when I wake up now with headaches, I'm relieved that I know it's not a hangover, but I still have headaches every day, so I'm like, damn it. <laughs> oh, I was talking about success with jobs in the culinary field, food service, and When I went to school and got out, you know, we're kind of programmed to have this elitist attitude about all the beautiful, wonderful, fancy things we're going to do and all of the rich people we're going to serve. And, you know, I figured out real quickly that Restaurant World was not my gig. It was one Friday night. I'll never forget this. It was in Nashville. It was a Friday night. I was knee-deep in tickets that were just, like, running off the printer, down into the floor. You know the snake of the printer. Oh, my gosh. was God. On saute. That gives
1: me stress just thinking <sighs> about it.
0: I was on saute. It was 140 degrees on the line. My arms were covered in burns. And I go, fuck oh this shit. I'm not doing this forever. So I immediately started looking for other things to do. I've owned my own catering business. I've catered and fed rich people, famous people, poor people, whatever. And I keep, you know, it's been like this long line of figuring out all the things that I don't want to do. And I've told somebody, when you're figuring out your job in life, it's really just checking off all the boxes of things you don't want to do. And so here I am now, not making very much money. have to have a side hustle to exist. But I serve old people good food on styrofoam plates, and I've never been happier. Amen. Yep. So it's, it's funny how you can come full circle if you... Instead of fighting against your weaknesses, embracing your strengths, recognizing your weaknesses, and and that's part of that whole success equation. It's not fighting, trying to constantly put that square peg into a round hole, but embracing it. It it,
1: it just reminds me of acceptance. And And I think when we first come in the program, we need to be, well, first we have to be aware that we're having a problem with our life sometimes it's clearer than other times but then we have to accept that holy cow like I can't I can't do this I am not who I thought I was like for me I was I thought I was a hard worker a good mom a loyal friend a reliable person and you know I had to come to acceptance that Most of those things I was not. Mm -hmm. And I was always trying, always that you say that, I was always trying to be something that I'm not. And I can still go into that lane every once in a while. I can still jump back there of like trying to, and it tends to be when I'm trying to impress others or I'm trying to make a good impression. And inevitably when I'm trying to do that is when I don't. Mm -hmm. But when I am just in a state of, Doing something that makes me hum, you know, yeah. like not literally hum, <laughs> not like hum, like you know when when, when it comes. Yep. Yep. Then um, creativity comes easier. Mm-hmm. Like everything comes easier, and I and I do find more success. But it's that like you can't squeeze the butterfly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Can't squeeze the butterfly. Well, you can. <laughs> But you shouldn't. <laughs> if one lands in your hand. It gets
2: <laughs> on your hands. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> oh, this is such a great topic. I'm thinking so many things at once. So I know you both are like looking at me. and like, <laughs> you can see the thoughts going on yeah. in my brain. Yeah. It, it feels like butterflies flying around in my brain. Because this whole, I remember when I first got sober, the thing that I would talk about the most often is like the expectation that I had for myself of what success looked like was not panning out that way. And so, I mean, I would just get high to numb away the feeling of not being good enough. I went to a school where, the school that I went to, to like where I went to college, people went for law. People went to become doctors, you know, and so, or politicians, like it it would, and so when I got out and I still didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, I didn't have that one thing that I, I, I knew I was passionate about man that like killed me I felt really lost I was mm-hmm. watching people go you know get accepted to medical school or law school and then you know fast forward two three years they're graduating from law school from medical school and and they're getting all these great jobs at these big accounting firms or advertising agencies and I'm just like I mean I it kept making me feel worse because I you know that definition of success to me mm-hmm. was what are you doing with your career and it wasn't until Like, being in the rooms of AA and having the women tell me, like, you know what? Life is going to figure out itself, and maybe your purpose is just to be an alcoholic and to help other alcoholics. And it was like, whoa! Like, the success that I feel when I get to share the message of hope or have a sponsee who gets it or is coming to a spiritual awakening, I mean, Mm -hmm. that makes me feel good. But I have to, like, I have to bring my mind consciously to gratitude for those things, or I don't feel successful, if that makes sense. It's easy to forget that.
1: Well, that's what's so, and I'm sorry to interrupt, I could tell you had a thought, but that's what's so important about that part of, like, a grateful alcoholic won't drink. So a grateful alcoholic will always be successful. But being grateful, like, that piece of the puzzle that that I've learned is the one thing that can pull me out of that, like, Mm. doldrum of thought. The spinning. Yeah. And it automatically shifts you. Even if you're just saying it to say it because you know you have to, it does a shift and, and there's like, I went to that Tony Robbins thing a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago and like we can trick our brains into physiologically changing ourselves to be in a better state and then when we get there, we can, we can grow it. But it's that gratitude, man, that, for me, it's the gratitude that is like the no-brainer. Like when I don't know what to do, what am I grateful for?
0: And again, I'll bring it back again, us, and even though we haven't been as good about doing our little gratitude chain every night, that has been one of the most successful tools that I have implemented since I've started recovery. It's amazing what that has done for me to help me reflect. Thank you, Vicki. It's amazing the changes that it's made. And this was, this will very much kind of do a sidebar. When you were saying, I, I get off and then I go back. And I've used this example a lot of people do. You have a wagon wheel and you're driving along and the wagon wheel makes ruts. And for you to change your brain, you have to get those wheels out of those ruts. They're going to want to keep sliding in because those ruts are deep and they're comfortable and they're safe. But every time you get out of the rut and start to make a new one, it gets a little bit easier. And it's like forming good habits of successful people, whether it's exercise or whatever it is in your life that you feel like you need to improve for us. it's, It's fairly obvious, but you have to just keep not giving up. Every day, like Vicki always says, show up. So even if you fall back into that old
1: rut, that's okay. Nobody's nobody's keeping count here.
0: just have to be aware of it, realize it, and
1: try to jump out of the rut again. And how many times when you were out there did you give up on yourself? When you were, like, almost successful? Or when you, like, I remember even before I picked up a drink that I purposely didn't do homework because I didn't want to fail. Yes. Like I purposely yes. chose that because I didn't want to fail because I tried and failed. I mm-hmm. failed because I didn't try and I mm-hmm. made myself fail on purpose. What kind of fucked up
2: thinking is that? <laughs> right. Well, and I mean I sabotaged an amazing business opportunity because of that because I was still using and it was hard to show up and be present. There was three of us working on a business. It was a it was a fun business concept it was something I love to do which is dance and work out as hip-hop aerobics and we had like amazing followers on Facebook and we had all this momentum and we were doing demo classes for people but it was so hard to like be high be motivated and get my shit together (laughs) that's a lot of time. I
0: mean a lot of time what? That's a lot of time invested. Got to be high. Well, and then you have to be motivated. We would show up and my one business partner would be like, you guys are useless.
2: Because we'd be like, you know, I, I'm very useless when I'm in that state. I know some people are way productive. I'm not. So, I mean, like, I, we sabotage that. Like, one day I was just like, well, we shouldn't work with this woman. Like, she's not listening to our point of view. Like, she doesn't understand. You know, because she was a go-getter and a doer. And I literally cut, like... The success was right there, and I I got scared. I had fear, and I wanted to protect my addiction, and so I, I ended it. Mm-hmm. And then I justified ending it and blamed someone else. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's what, when I was out there, oh, I, I was so good at, like, manipulating it even to myself, so like, now I can see when I do it, like, but I'm manipulating, when I'm making it about somebody else, like, oh, I'm not being successful in this arena of my job, let's just say, because so-and-so doesn't think that I'm gonna be successful, so I don't have the tools I need, instead of flipping it and being like, I can be successful no matter what other people do around me, and my success doesn't take away from your success either. Mm -hmm. Till sobriety, I could not even wrap my head around that. That was just like, that was a foreign...
2: What, taking responsibility for your own shortcomings?
0: <laughs> no, I get it. Or even perhaps, like she said, because I'm successful, that does not diminish your success. I really like the idea of that. And, and maybe that's how our society kind of huh. trains us, is that we can't all be successful. And it, and it brings me back to what I was saying before. You know, We, we determine our success by a lot of
1: different markers. Success is failure. hmm Like, being able to fail and learn, mm-hmm. and maybe you have to fail at the same thing 20 times, which is what recovery is to me. Like, failing many times until I find the new groove. Right. Right? Like... I need to practice failing, and, and that's something that's like so hard to do as a parent is to let your kids fail. Uh, but if you don't let your kids fail in a safe environment where you can be there for them, you, then they're gonna go to college and they're gonna fail mm-hmm. hard and fast and wide and deep and like so, and they probably will do that anyways. We all did, I did. But all I can say is like, I've learned that failing is success. And when I can accept failure and not... Okay, so this happened to me the other day. I did something. I was very, very late for something I did not want to be late for. I am not a late person, and I was late. I was very, very late, and they were very disappointed. And I would have been so upset about that for two weeks. Mm -hmm. I was upset about it. I was upset about it in the moment, and I was upset about it, but I went immediately, and I apologized to the two people in charge I sat there, and I did perseverate for a little while, but then I stopped myself because I have this program, and I said, okay, but if I'm going to be here, I'm going to be useful, and I'm going to get something out of it. I can't fix that I was late, but you know what I can do? I cannot sit here paralyzed, pouting, and making a total ass out of myself. So so that, for me, was such a huge victory in the moment. That was a victory in the moment. That was a moment where Mm -hmm. normally... Even probably a month ago, I would have sat there and I would have been like, oh my God, what are they thinking? Oh my God, oh my... You know, but I didn't. I shifted gears and I showed up engaged. Late, but engaged. (laughs) Which is huge. Great success.
0: Cha-ching, mark in the success box.
2: Well, and it is, because I, when I'm listening to your story, it would have been very easy to go into your shell and to sit there quietly and feel mortified... Like, I'm feeling it for you. Like, as you're telling that story, I'm, like, feeling, oh, my gosh, showing up late. I'm embarrassed. Oh, and then you went and made a direct amends right away. Then you had a moment where you got to choose what you were going to do for the next two or three hours of the meeting. And you chose. Yeah, (laughs) eight eight hours. You chose success. You're like, okay, moment of failure, you know. Rising Phoenix, I'm going to kill it now, you know? Yeah. But if I was not in sobriety, I would not have done it. Exa- I would have literally exactly. not even shown up. I would
1: have been like, okay, well, I'm already lit up. With this, <laughs> cool. yeah, cool. this job, I'm the next one. No call, no show. Do you know what's ironic about that is that very same day, somebody else that just had started, because I'm new to this role, someone else that just started two weeks before that, mm-hmm was late and didn't show up and ended up walking away from the position. Oh, wow. Wait, so the, they did come to the meeting? But no, they, were late. they no, didn't they come didn't. to the oh, meeting. So know- they were late and they just didn't show up. Like, that's and, what we would have done. Well, and that's
0: what... The, the fear paralyzes you and you don't see a way out. It's like you've, you've gotten yourself in this hole because of your inadequacies and ineptness and, and all this other stuff and you don't see a way out. Whereas now you learned, you have learned from your experience that you can just be in the moment and and deal with the other stuff.
1: And it was funny because they asked what our takeaways were (laughs) from the thing, like in an email the next day. And the first thing was, in all caps, when you leave for the event... Always leave an hour earlier than you think you need to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, better be sitting there ready to go at 7 when the meeting starts at 8 than be showing up at 9, you know?
1: Oh, it was horrible. I mean, it does make my stomach turn a little sure, bit. but you, you killed it.
2: Yeah, but we, that's like the victory, though. Like, I'm thinking of that, in that moment, I can feel all of those feelings and the discomfort of that situation Ugh and program taught you okay move forward accept it and there is okay because I mean I still and I kind of talked about this when I did my lead for the 12th step is that 10th step I'm pretty good at right like and I'm not to sound not humble or anything but like if I step on someone's toes like at work, I'll say stuff at work that mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't say or I'll maybe do something I know I shouldn't do. But one thing my boss appreciates about me is that like I come back right away and I'm like, "Hey, I shouldn't have written that email," or right. "Hey, I'm really sorry I shouldn't have argued that point to you." That's victory. It's like, "Okay, I could have done I could have made a bad situation worse and I chose instead to turn around and
0: turn that frown upside down." And that r- reminds me when you were saying you chose what you chose to do with that horrible situation, and that's what we forget, especially when you're in the middle of it. You can still choose to have a successful day, even when it starts out shitty. Oh, it We was can hard. always make that choice to go, okay. I've screwed it up. I can't change this. What I can, what I can take care of is what's happening right now.
1: Right, like yeah. I can just be here and I and be engaged, and I was taking notes and and like. At first, I didn't want to. I'm like, okay, just be here. Like, uh, (laughs) be here now and like all this stuff. And and then I'm just like, and like God put me in between these two gentlemen that were so kind. Like they're both senior reps and they're both like, all you need to do is go apologize. I'm like, I already did. Then you're fine. You know, they were like, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm still horrified, you know. And But but then I just took notes and I learned and I learned so much, mm-hmm. right? And, and then we had gone to a bar to eat dinner afterwards, mm-hmm. which is normally like this big, huge, anxiety, scary thing. And you know what? I was there and I wasn't even thinking. Because I worked my program all day long, I wasn't even thinking about I was drinking water. No one asked me. It didn't come up. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it the day before I was very nervous about it. But in that moment, that was one of the first big moments where I was, like, really comfortable drinking mm-hmm. water in a bar with my coworkers because I was there for a reason. Yeah. Man,
2: and if you're drinking alcohol, just imagine how much worse that would have been.. Oh, God. <laughs> you
1: know what, though? I will say this is something that makes me think of it, and I think I've told you this before, that when I first got sober... The first place I actually got to see the results of this program, working this program, was in my job. Yeah. So, like, I couldn't wrap my mind around doing the next right thing with people because that was just too big. Mm-hmm. But I could do the next right thing, which when I'm in sales... so. The next right thing was always to pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. When I didn't want to pick up the phone, pick up the phone, pick up the phone. My success came so much quicker than it did when I was out there because of this program and, like, practicing what it told me to do. Do what's right in front of you. Do the next right thing. And I did it, and it was like life changed so much faster. Yeah. And
0: bringing it back to acceptance, the acceptance prayer, when they say situations that used to baffle us, we intuitively know how to handle them. And the other thing is financial security that we never knew if we'd be able. And when you when you first come into the program, you're, you're reading this, you're like, well, that sounds awesome. Okay, sign me up. I'm in. Yeah, what do I need to do? But, but we don't understand that <laughs> what we need to do is just what we do. It's not like some secret club formula. It's just the basics every day, every time, everything and you and with that wagon wheel rut you know it's not comfortable it's not our first go-to it's not our first thought it's the first thought wrong and then we we take a step back and realize what we're doing and with your job and anyone's job it's more tangible maybe to see what you can do to make it right as opposed to personal relationships Bree's giving me the strangest look right <laughs>
2: no i'm like all into what you're saying
0: okay uh... i'm into it <laughs> But with job, again, you have these tangible With jobs, things. with job, J O B. I used to work for this lady, and she, the jobs that she, she didn't like, she goes, "It's my JOB <laughs> so it Doesn't even get the respectable word. <laughs> Jerk, O, bitch. No, I don't know. I'm like it's the J O B. I'm
1: really uh, not good making up acronyms <laughs> or puns. So continue. Oh, I'm
0: a good punster. Um, so in personal life, with our personal relationships perhaps we're too close sometimes and it's not so concrete black and white what we can do to improve and that's why that takes a little bit longer but if we keep practicing those things in our career and our work life and that life that's even though we need it and it's necessary and we're invested, it doesn't have the same connection as personal relationships do. We practice making those new wheel ruts. I'm just having this epiphany. I love the wheel ruts. That's yeah. the
1: name of this episode.
0: Wheel ruts. Know. So we practice Wagon new... wheel. <laughs> wagon wheel. That's a, that's a shovel and rope song. <laughs> I love shovel and rope. So am I going to have to trademark that or do a thing where we use somebody's name if I used a band? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Maybe.
0: <laughs> so we, we practice making those new wagon wheel ruts... In our jobs, so then when we are confronted with personal crises, it's going to be a little bit easier to know where we need, what direction we need to go. Lord, that's all I wanted to say. Woo, that took a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's like, we practice with each other personal relationships, mm-hmm. right? Like. We practice with the people in the program. We practice, like, I remember the first time I had to make amends to my sponsor, Pam. I remember where I was. I remember, like, oh, yeah. getting honest. Like, we were right next to a garbage can in the Palatine <laughs> club. And I was like, that hurt my feelings, and I acted like this, and I'm sorry. Or, or. But I got to practice with her mm-hmm. before I practiced with
0: my family. With real people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> with others
0: <laughs> with others not program
2: others well that's cool I'm just thinking every day that I wake up turn things over to my higher power that's like one little success
1: one little success yeah it's
2: a, it's a little of many right or, but, or it's a big one yeah it's big but it's a little it's just the one little action you can yes, take and then yes going to work and just getting to work, you know, and deciding not to blow. Yeah. Even if you don't want to just showing up another success, not hanging up on that customer, even though they're very (laughs) ignorant. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Another little big success. Yeah. Not totally grenading and sabotaging my relationship with my boyfriend. Yay. Another success. I don't know. I'm like thinking, wow, life is, can be full of success. If you just kind of, Alter your definition of it a little bit, yes. and take a little pause in the day to think about it.
1: Right, success just isn't about work, no.
2: and it's not like the culmination of like years and years and years. It can't. I mean, it, that's success too, but it doesn't. That's not the only success.
1: There's it's many
0: successes. Right? Can I? Can I give you all one other little sage nugget? Yeah, give you? us our golden nugget. <laughs>
2: no,
1: well, no, no not, we're not you, even gonna. You pick already it. gave me your no, golden nugget. We're not gonna pick it. Lynn's just gonna go. <laughs> no. right what you were now. saying? Yeah, we don't have to do any work. <laughs> Successful at being efficient. <laughs> 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 this is efficiency at its science One nugget. Well, the, well,
0: uh, let me give you a little bit of history here. One of the reasons I love doing this with the this podcast with these ladies is because we have not just different years in sobriety, but we have different years in our lives. We span several decades. Uh, life experience. She rolled her eyes. And you know, when I was breeze age and a couple of years younger, I assumed that I would be following the same track as everybody else. Finding that man, getting married, having kids, buying the house, doing the thing that we do in this society. And it didn't work out. And I don't regret anything that any decision that I've made because of that, because I would not be here if I had done those things. And I don't know. It doesn't matter what would have happened because I'm here now. And when we choose to follow our hearts, Mm -hmm. you're defining your life, you know, and it's not what everybody else is doing. So when you were saying we choose our definition of success, it's not just jobs. It's also, you know, our path with with the world. And if we're going to have kids and do that wonderful thing that I cannot even comprehend of parenting... But we, we all have our own contributions. So success is different for so many different reasons. And, you know, if I were still in that unhealthy place of beating myself up, I would think that I was a loser because I didn't have kids. I didn't get married. I don't own a house. I would think that I have, was not having a successful life.
2: But your life is fantastic. And you started that with, saying this is what I thought, you know, the kid's mm-hmm. bubble, and it didn't work out. And I want to take that you said that in those words that you just, you even labeled it, it didn't work out. And it, it did work out. It worked out just the way it was meant to work out. I know.
1: Like, just you saying that, it, like, didn't that it didn't work out. Well, that's those plans, sense. right? Yeah. And and what do they always say about our our little plans? Like, my little plans for my life weren't at all where <laughs> they'd become. And I am so much... I am so fulfilled where mm. my life is today. Like Can't imagine it being any other oh way. Oh, my we gosh. Big, and I can't brave, wait to all the new, cool new stuff that yes, happens. I I'm excited. I yeah. And I've
0: got goosebumps all over the
1: place. I know. Me too. <laughs> well, I, I think this is a good time to to kind of like, this is how I and you and anyone in the program, I have total goosebumps, yep. can figure out where we were successful every single day. And it's in the big book. And it's on page 86. And I really like doing this and when I do this, I tend to be more successful the next day. So it says, this is step 11 area, says when we retire at night, we constructively review our day. So if we do that, we're successful. We can be successful at doing it just by doing it. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Just by admitting that, that's another success. So we could have success number two or whatever, however many those are. Do we owe an apology? Hmm, if we figure out we do, we get another success. If we figure out we don't, then that's a success. Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Awareness, ooh, do I need to talk to my sponsor about that? Or ooh, do I need to talk to my daughter about how I talk to her? Another success, were we kind and loving toward all? That's always, in my heart, like, that's always a big one. Like, I really, when I can say yes, honestly, that's a huge victory for me. What could we have done better? You know what? It's funny because when I first started doing this, I always said I could have done something better. And it was almost like a hammer that I was batting myself on the head with. And some days, I don't have one. Some days, I, I did pretty good, you know? And then, were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? You know, those days we, we can be, but it's just a reminder that tomorrow we don't have to do that, right? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? Okay, so here's the, that is my favorite, favorite part of that whole entire thing me and Pam used to do our 11th step together every night. And Pam would be like, Vicki, did you do any packing today? No, I didn't. Or yeah, I did. What did you do? And like, we would tell each other what we did to pack. And like, I implore you all to pack something into the stream of life today. Do your packing. Even if you do all those other things and you, you have to apologize and you have to discuss something or you weren't kind and loving, just try to pack something for one person every day. It's so easy. You can open the door for a guy or a girl. You can, anything. And then here's, I'm going to finish it up with that paragraph because it's just so good because the big book is just a beautiful thing. But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what and corrective measures should be taken. So we can, we can look at our victories every day, and I think we should challenge ourselves to do that. We're supposed to do that every day. I don't. I have an app on my phone, and it shows me how many <laughs> days I've missed. And sometimes I'm real good. Usually when I'm in a bad place, I'm real good at documenting Oh, it. Well, that's good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
0: it's when things are humming because along. Because
1: I'm giving myself a hammer. Yeah.
0: When, when things are humming along, that's when we let off the accelerator.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: like it. Okay, my golden nugget, because I'm very excited about this, was Brie when she said, We choose how to define our success.
1: All right. I like it.
0: Anybody else got a golden nugget? I
1: think I like that one. Like that one. Okay. Okay. Then, then that'll that's
0: be it.
2: it. What's your. I, I cannot think right now. There was so much that I got out of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a very, like, internal, like, this is I a mean, very this whole topic is
2: a golden nugget for me, and it's something I continually. Yeah. I don't even want to say I struggle with, but it's work on. Yeah, and sometimes I don't consciously think of it all the time, but I am going to be maybe potentially going through a career change soon. And so it is something, you know, mm-hmm. that it's a, an appropriate topic for this week of thinking, like, what is success for me today? How can I redefine it so that I'm just proud of myself yeah. and give my, myself a little
1: pat on the back today?
0: Yeah, this morning in the meeting, I was like, seriously, tapping my feet. I'm like, oh
1: my gosh, this is going to be the best topic for a podcast. <laughs> And when she came in here, she had this little grin on her face. You guys got any topics, and she knew we didn't. Yeah. She... <laughs> well, okay, I can tell you mine. All right, we're almost right on time. Great success, victory. 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 All right, peace out. Have a great week.
0: Bye bye. Bye.
2: Ready to join the tribe? Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Telling On Ourselves, and please. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, but especially iTunes. Thanks so much.